In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, he says, We were dead in sins. Hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. You were dead, and then you were made alive. Understand. And the transformation that takes place, understand that the transformation that takes place is not a transformation of the skin that's stretched across your bones. That's not where the transformation takes place. The transformation that takes place takes place on the inside of you. And when the transformation begins to take place on the inside, then your insides become new. Second Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five. Let's look at 16. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, Let's look at that for a moment. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. The Bible didn't say you will know them by the color of their skin or by the how much hair is on their head or by how thick their eyebrows are if somebody has a unibrow. He said you'll know them by the fruit that they, that they bear. You shall know them by the fruit that they bear. That's why... Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, but we know them after the spirit. He goes on to say, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. So everyone that's waiting for him to show up in flesh, Paul said, you'll never know him after the flesh again. If you want to see him in flesh, you have to look at his body. Let's look at 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, ye be reconciled to God. What is he saying? He's saying that if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. He didn't say if Christ is in you, you're a new creature. He said if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Because you cannot enter into him being yourself. Your identity has to change. Your whole structure has to change for you to enter into him because he's not going to conform to you. You conform to him. Let's let's look at Psalms. 
103. Psalms 103, verse 18, says, To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments, to do them. And the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. Notice the plural. And on your time, take a look at Genesis 1. The heaven is singular, but here it's plural. He has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Now, why is the heavens plural in this scripture, but when God created them, it was singular? When he created the heaven, it was singular. But in this scripture, it's plural. Because this was speaking of a time when the kingdom would rule. And in order for the kingdom to rule, heaven had to come to you. He brought heaven to you. And the reason it's plural is because there's many heavens. Each one of you are a heaven in your own self because he dwells in you. He walks in you. And he brought heaven into you and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord ye. Look at this. Verse 20, bless the Lord, ye, or you, his angels. What is he saying? He's saying that you, the ministers of reconciliation, which are called angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments. Now look at this. Verse 18 said, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them, the Lord hath prepared his throne in heavens. Whose throne? He's prepared your throne in the heavens. Why? Because to he that overcome will I grant to sit with me on my throne as I have overcame and am set down on my father's throne. What is he saying? He's saying that you are seated with him in the heavenly on his throne, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Who's he talking, who's he talking about? He's talking about you. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He literally called his ministers and his saints angels. He called them angels right there in verse 20. Now, what, what is he saying? He's saying that you, the angels of the Lord, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, and hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Now, 
we're talking about what happens after death. But right now we're talking about what happens before the process that we call death. Because the process that we call death is in all actuality, not death. See, it's, it's not death. The process of death is when you kill your spirit or your flesh nature, the process of death is when you kill your flesh nature and you bury it in baptism. Now, what are you baptizing in? Listen, if water could kill you, we wouldn't need the spirit. If baptizing in water killed you, we would not need the spirit. Water does not kill you unless you hold them under long enough. And then in that case, it can kill you. But through the action of baptism, it doesn't kill you. Just the dunking process doesn't kill you. There's more to baptism than water. Though many places have hung up on water and can't get past water and they're They've been in the water so long they look like prunes. And that's not in relation to their age. That's in relation spiritually. They look like prunes. You ever held your hand in water so long it starts to wrinkle? Some of y'all listening to me right now that don't have to put your hand in water to wrinkle, but we'll move on. They've been at the water hole so long they're they're about to they're about to get soggy. Understand what I'm telling you. There's more to baptism than water. Don't get hung up on water. If water could wash your spirit and your soul, we wouldn't need the spirit. Water doesn't get internally. It's only externally. It's the action of faith for what you're believing to happen in the spirit. That's water. What actually happens is you're baptized in the spirit and in the fire. That's why John said, I indeed baptize you with water, but one comes after me who shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It's the fire that burns the chaff, and it's the spirit of God that we call the Holy Ghost that transforms your spirit. It's that spirit that you take on the nature of. It's that spirit that metam the Greek word is metamorphosis. It's rendered transformed. It transforms your spirit. When you're baptized into him, then you're baptized into his death because you've killed yourself and you're no longer identified under your own identity. That's the actual death that takes place. That's the death that matters. Because if that death doesn't happen, then you face off with the second death. Understand, the se that's the first death. And if you don't accept the first death, then you have to accept the second death. Everybody reads the second death as if it's the next in line or the second thing in a second half death in a chain of deaths look at those game shows behind curtain number one and behind curtain number two and behind curtain number three you don't get all three of them you only get to pick one of them and 
If you don't like what's behind curtain number one, you can't go and draw from curtain number three. You just get what you get. And if you don't get dead now, then you're going to get dead later. You see what I'm telling you? If you don't accept the first death, which is the death of the spirit, the death of the soul, it's the it's where you kill your Adamic nature, you kill your flesh nature, your works of the flesh is what dies. If you don't accept that death, then that stuff still has to die. Understand, it still has to die. And it dies in the second death. It's a fiery process. It's the lake of fire. It's a fiery process of death and dissolving of impurities. It's the same fire in the lake of fire that you're baptized in now. That's the same fire. So if I would throw you into the middle of Lake Erie, some of you have never been around Lake Erie to understand Lake Erie is a deep lake and it's a big lake. It's not like a pond. It's a, it's actually a big lake. If I'd throw you in the middle of that and you would sink to the bottom, you would be baptized. Well, if you get thrown into the lake of fire, you're being baptized, but you just waited a little too long for it to really have the full effect on you that it should. You see what I'm telling you? You have to accept the death now in order to take on the light nature. And through the process of transformation, you start to put on light. You start to put on light. And when you put on light, the Bible said, put ye on therefore the armor of light, your spirit and soul become illuminated with the light of the glory of God. That's the light that you're putting on. You're putting on a light body. And when you put on a light body, then darkness does not emit from your being, but light emits from your being. And when light emits from your being, you're illuminating the darkness with the light or the illuminous of the glory of God. Now, when you start to talk about the process that we call death, that's when your physical body hits the dirt. That's the one that everybody seems to lose their mind over. When your physical body hits the dirt and you breathe your last breath and we do a ceremony over your corpse and we call it a going home ceremony, hallelujah, we're going home and we sing and we preach and scare people into salvation because there's a dead body laying in front of them and it's going to be them before they get out of the funeral home. Understand what I'm telling you. That is not death. That is you stepping out of the body that you're in and going on into the realm that you should have already obtained. See, when you put on a light body, that's when you start to change locations because a light body can't live in the realm of death because the light is life. 
Understand this. The light is the life. And it can't, life cannot live in death. When you're baptized, buried with him in baptism, and I'm talking in the spirit, you can get wet all you want to, and it still don't make you spirit baptized. And you can have him in you all you want to, and it still don't put you in him. When you enter into him and you're baptized into his spirit because you've put him on, then you will never die. That doesn't mean that your flesh won't drop off. That means that you will never die. And there's a lot of you that are still hanging on to the flesh. The flesh is totally irrelevant to this. Understand it's a house. That's all it is. I've, I've relocated houses a couple times. I didn't get emotionally attached to any of them because every time I moved, there was something better waiting on me. Listen, you move out of a cardboard box into a trailer, you're doing pretty good. You move out of a trailer into a ranch, you're doing, a little, doing pretty good. You're not going to have to worry about tornadoes. Y'all ever been in a tornado? You ever been in a trailer in a tornado? Understand what I'm telling you. When them two-by-fours are fastened to concrete, you don't worry about it so much. Some of y'all are laughing. I'm not joking. I'm being serious. When your structure is fastened on the rock, then the winds that prevail against your house doesn't move your house. Some of y'all have basements. That's where you run in, in tornadoes and bad storms. Underground. Where are you hiding? Well, let's look at the word earth, the type of earth. Earth was the body. If you're going underground, you're going into your own, into your core being. What's in there? That's where the throne is. You're running to the throne. Listen, baby, you get on the throne, things don't move you. Some of us don't have to run to the throne. Some of us have the, have the understanding that we're seated on the throne. That way we don't have to run there. I don't like to run, okay? If, if you see me running, you better run because something's chasing me. I don't run. I sit on the throne. Why? Because we are seated, made to sit with him, seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Listen to what I'm telling you. Seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now take the word places out because it's in italics because those that translated the King James Bible thought that they should add that in there for clarity. Take it out. We are seated together in the heavenly realm, in heavenly, in Christ Jesus. Where are we seated? We are seated in the realm of spiritual authority. That's where we're seated. We are seated in the realm of spiritual authority. When you put places in there, it, it takes the power out of it. You start putting places in there, and the places places start indicating that you're not in the place. You're in another place. You're in a, in a little box over here in the corner. You're not in a box in the corner. You're in the place because you're moving into that realm. And when you move into that realm, you take on the nature of angels. You put on the light, and you take on the nature of angels. So when your flesh drops off, you continue in the light body that you attained while you were here. 
you continue in the light body that you attained while you were here. And that body is not subject to time, space, or matter. Your flesh is, so it's in the shape of your flesh because it consumes your flesh. But when your flesh is shed, it's like a snake shedding its skin. Just because that skin's laying back there don't mean the snake's dead. It's got a new skin. And it's not really even a new skin. It's a skin that was just under the old skin. It just pushed the old skin off because it's time for the new skin to shine. That's what happens. That's the process that we call death in the natural is when that just pushes the old skin off. Nothing actually changes internally. Your spirit, which has attained the light, continues in the light. It moves into the light. It travels within the realms of light, and it continues to minister as a light messenger. It continues to minister as a light messenger.